The American Hero Show, featuring Travis Mills. From generals to grandparents, superheroes to superintendents, heroes come in all shapes and sizes. This is the American Hero Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Travis Mills here with my co-host, Tim Eisenhart. You're going to find out all about Tim and I, good friends. I am a quadruple amputee from the wars of Afghanistan and Iraq, and Tim is a champion with the most soothing, yet vibrant, amazing oh, voice well. you've ever heard. Tim? Well, thank you. Tim, hit him with that voice. It feels good to be here, Travis. He's married, ladies. You. He's married. Hands off, ladies. But I'll tell you what, yeah, and hands off for me too, Tim, because mm-hmm. that's my life. <laughs> But more importantly, Tim and I were talking and we thought we should probably create a podcast. And we thought, what things do people want to hear about? And of course, they want things that are saucy and like really crazy and like something. And then I thought, but people also like amazing stories, you know, like stories of people that are just doing great things and they don't even have to like they don't have to do great things, but they do great things. And and Tim, I I mean, we just came up with. Why not American Hero Show? Why not? So many heroes out there. Why wouldn't we highlight those people doing wonderful things that are having positive effect on society? And there's different types of heroes. There's not everybody out there wearing a cape, flying around like Superman. Right. Not everybody that's in the military is a hero. I mean, they're, oh, I met some of the dumbest people you've ever met in the world, Tim, in the <laughs> Army. You're like, how did you even get here? And you're, they're like, I don't even know. Yeah. And I'm like, that's impressive. But it's not just first responders, stuff like that. It's people that have really stepped up. And we have... A wonderful season ahead of us. Yeah, we've got everybody from a movie star and all the way to people who are just local and have made a massive impact on a small town in Maine. It's it's we get a whole range of people that are just doing great things. And we get to find out what makes them tick. We get to tell their story and hopefully inspire people to just do a little bit more. A little bit more. That's what we want to do. And you know, in my story, yep. in my background, if uh, you're listening for the first time since this is episode number one. To my people of listening out there, my name <laughs> is listening. Travis Mills. You can find me at travismills.org. But more importantly, I was in Afghanistan on my third deployment, and I was on a patrol, and I came to a short halt. I put my backpack on the ground, and underneath my backpack was actually a bomb. And when the bomb went off, it tore off my right arm and right leg instantly. Then I found those pieces of me. I actually got thrown on the left side of my face, and I rolled over and saw the aftermath. My left ankle bone on the outside of my my ankle and my foot was touching my left thigh so if you can imagine muscle and tendon and skin holding it on and then my left wrist was blown out but i still used my thumb index and middle finger so here i was laying on the ground not really sure what was going to happen telling myself like just stay calm and in my head tim i just kept seeing the movie saving private ryan believe mm-hmm. it or not mm-hmm. because in that movie a medic gets shot in the stomach and he finds out he's going to die right you can see it in the movie that he's like Oh, that's my liver. Like, I'm done. Yeah. And he starts to cry out for his mom, and he begs not to die. And ultimately, he dies. And I thought, my guys will never see me act like that. I'll, and nothing wrong with how that guy went out, but my guys will never see. I was always first in a firefight, last out, a little bit crazy, never showed fear and exuded confidence at all times. You know, here I am at uh, four days before my birthday, and I get blown up. I get taken to the hospital in Kandahar. And then nine doctors and seven nurses work on me. For 14 hours straight, um, they could lose in one tourniquet, and they didn't. They went ahead and worked on me, Tim, and that's it's just amazing. I got to meet six of the nine doctors. I don't know if you knew that. Um, after the fact? After the fact. Yeah. And they kept emailing my team, is he mad? Is he angry? Is he upset? 
you know, they kept questioning, do I think this is a curse, not a blessing? And when I finally got to meet him, I broke down. I said, guys, thank you for believing that my life actually mattered. Mm -hmm. And those doctors and nurses, over 14 hours, two nurses pumped air in and out of my lungs for nine hours straight, taking turns, just like you see on the TV shows. Mm -hmm. Um, They donated blood from their veins right to me because the blood bank, they ran out of universal and A-positive blood. And they kept me medically sedated for four days. And after all the surgeries and things like that, on April 14th, my, my 25th birthday, they woke me up for the very first time. And I found out that day on my 25th birthday that I was a quadruple amputee. And the only person in the room was my brother-in-law, Josh. He's in the military and he was in the room to, in case I died, he was supposed to escort my body home. And when I looked at Josh, the only thing I said to him was, my soldiers, how are my soldiers? And he told me, you know, Ryan's here, Brandon's here, because I had two other guys get hit with me. Mm-hmm. And then I said, am I paralyzed after he told me about Ryan and Brandon? And he's like, no. And I looked at him and said, Josh, you don't got to lie to me. Like, tell me the truth. Am I paralyzed? He said, man, you're not paralyzed. You you don't have them anymore. Like, just told me straight up. And then for three hours, I ignored everybody, Um, the doctors and nurses, everybody, Josh, they all had questions and I didn't want to, I don't want to talk to them, right? Because I had my own questions, like in my head, just bouncing around, am I a bad person? Does God hate me? What did I do wrong life to deserve this? The bigger questions I had was how can I be a husband and a father? Because, you know, I'm a father and, and of two children now. At the time, it was only one. My daughter, Chloe, was six months old. And my wife, we were going on our fourth year of marriage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can I be a functioning adult like this and, and take care of my family and, and be that role model? And um, the other question I had, you know, was just like, why didn't I just die? And I had to, I struggled with it. Like, why, why did I, like, how is this better? And I'm not saying it was right or wrong. Just that's what was going on in my head. And then I made it back home on the 17th of April. Kelsey came running up to me. Before she got to me, the doctors gave her a clipboard and said, Mrs. Mills, his right leg ripped open. Uh, his sutures have split. We have to cut two inches off his right leg. So that's why if people look at me. My right leg has a longer uh, steel piece pylon coming mm-hmm, out. Because mm-hmm. when I got back, they had to cut my leg up two inches higher. And here's my 23-year-old wife with a six-month-old you know, on her hip getting a clipboard. And then she's told, you got to sign this so we can cut your husband up or he'll die. So to imagine to go through that because she's now in charge of my medical care. So, you know, she signs it and she had to sit down. She was like having a panic attack, which I don't blame her. But the next day she came in and, and Tim, I'll be honest, I, I told her, I said, you don't have to do this. Yep. You're 23, I'm 25, we have a six month old. So whatever money we have, house, cars, savings account, everything, like it's all yours. But financially, whatever I have, the rest of my life is yours too, so you can go. And I like dismissed her. Like I didn't think like she wanted anything to do with me. And she looked at me and she's like, that's not at all how this is gonna work. You know, because she wanted handicapped parking for one, and she thought that it sounded pretty neat. But there it is. I, thank you. It took you long Jeez. enough. But uh, no, she was upset with me. She's like, that's how it's worse. We're going to do this together. So, Tim, I have spent ever since basically that day on the 18th of April, eight days after getting blown up, basically, just trying to figure life out and trying to do my best to inspire people to motivate them. Even in my darkest times, you know, I suffered in silence. I don't, I don't think I did it the right way. I've only recently been very vocal about that, about how I kind of struggled with looking at myself in the mirror for six months, yep. how mental health came in and I just ignored them and told them don't come back. And I didn't talk to them. And then I had a social worker, Christy, wonderful lady. And she wanted to help me. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. And I go to her office and the first time I sat there and we talked football and then she asked a personal question. I said, well, nope, I'm not doing it. And then she would talk more football with me and then food. And I said, yep. And then she'd say something else. And I was like, legitimately, this ain't going to happen. I said, this isn't the movies. I said, so I'm just wasting your time and mine. 
I said, but the army says I gotta be here, I'll be here. So she let me go. I spent 19 months at Walter Reed and I got out and at Walter Reed, I was somebody. I was the guy that everybody looked at for motivation. I was the guy that went to room to room with Chloe strapped in a wheelchair at the end of the night to see what they had going on. Like, what can I help with? I had one guy that was about to lose his leg. He was in my unit and he's about to, no, I'm sorry, he lost both legs. He was about to lose his knee. And it's a very big thing to have a knee or don't have a knee. He was a private first class and I was a staff sergeant. They had squad leaders there and they were staff sergeants. And this guy was yelling at him, like, you need to come take your analysis test. And he was in a, a very important meeting with a wound care specialist about losing his knee potentially. And he was just like all spun up and kind of crying and, um, you know, frustrated because this guy's yelling at him. And it makes no sense why this guy's yelling at him. And as he's yelling at him and stuff like that on the phone, he's so frustrated, his therapist comes over and gets me, hey, you know, Travis, Stefan's having a problem. So I went over and talked to him and he said, you know, told me the situation. And I was like, okay, call your squad leader quick. And he didn't. I took the phone and he said, hey, where are you at? I said, no, hey, this is Staff Sergeant Mills. You need to be in your first sergeant's office before I get there. It'll be the worst day of your military career. <laughs> and I beat him there. And he came in and started yelling at me and I, and I, I lit him up. Like he had no idea what was coming because here I am in a wheelchair with right. a beard, you know, and he has no idea like I'm a combat leader of soldiers. And I have a fire inside of me that a lot of people don't know yeah. and they don't see. And I don't like to lose my temper, but... And I lit him up and, and down and up again. And, you know, by the end of it, he was apologizing to Stefan. And then I got out of the hospital. I was like, who, who am I? You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like refining myself. And then Kelsey and I started the foundation. I started speaking and just uh, found my way to serve still, you know? And that's, that's kind of my story. And I don't think I'm a hero because of, people tell me I'm a hero. And usually if you get called a hero, you're like, no, I'm just a regular everyday person. That's what I say. But if people want to call me a hero, it's not because of anything I did in the military. I mean, I have, I have awards for things I did heroic on the battlefield or whatever. But honestly, after I got out of the military was when I really started a lot of, a lot of great work that I'm very proud of. I run a few businesses now. My nonprofit's doing very well. I employ over 100 people during the summer, and I'm able to put food on their tables. And, you know, the truth is I'm glad people lean on me because I want to make sure I can do everything I can for them, you know. And, and that's, that's a little bit like the gist about me. And then, Tim, I mean... Your life story, you got the, the two wonderful children, your amazing wife, who can give it back to you better than anybody I've ever seen. Oh, yes. And on top of that, I mean, you were a teacher 17 years. Yep. In some of the harshest conditions that kids can live in? Uh, yeah, I would say it's the worst of humanity as parents and then the kids, the resulting kids, you know, you're, you're dealing with the yeah. fallout of that. But I mean, I wouldn't compare that to the troubles and uh, struggles that you had getting to the point where you are now. But knowing you the way I do... It doesn't shock me at all, A, that you were a strong enough willed person to get through that and and B, that you went up and down that guy for not doing what he's supposed to do. So I know both of those sides of you. Thank God I don't know it personally yet. But uh, I think you're spot on and I think you're, I don't know what you did on the battlefield. You never have to tell me that, but I, I believe that you... Uh, you were probably an outstanding soldier, but what you're doing outside of your recovery, beyond your recovery, has has had a massive impact, not just on, on my family, but families all across the, the country and maybe even the world because there are people in other countries who know who Travis Mills are, is because of the work that you're doing I think with the foundation. I translated into Croatian. Is it really? Yeah. Did you speak Croatian? Because you you narrated your book, so. Not that one, I didn't. Your book is really good. Thank you. I made most of it up. That's a trick. But (laughs) but no, you know, and I think as serious as I was right there Mm -hmm. um, in the intro of who I am, being lighthearted, fun, able to Mm -hmm. pivot, have a good time, that's that's really important to me. And, 
you know, I tell jokes because it helps people feel comfortable with how I look. But also, I think it's going to help people on the podcast of the show here be able to open up because they're like, yeah. oh, I'm just talking with my buddies. Nothing to be nervous about. But we're going to tell some really incredible stories of people just doing yeah. really amazing things in the community. Yep. And some stories are going to just blow you away. And the other ones are just going to be like, wow, that's incredible that they were able to, to persevere through that and to get there. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the, to the first season. You know, you and me were just kind of hanging out with some friends at the Foundation's Investment Advisors and talking about what we can do, the stories that we can tell, the people that we know and the people that we can find. I just, I'm looking forward to inspiring people to just do that little bit more, to just see what they can be in their community and, and things are really get done. Yeah. And I hope the stories that are told with us as the vessel, this podcast is really the purpose of it is to give, you know, others a vessel, uh, give us a vessel to kind of spread the good stuff that's happening out there through individuals that maybe they'd never heard of before, or maybe they know who they were and they didn't realize the the unbelievable struggles that they went through, that they overcame and maybe give a little inspiration for when those times get tough and you need to soldier through, uh, yeah. pun intended. Yeah. They nailed it. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, dumbest Felt thing good. ever. Like I forget you know, how hard the 19 months of recovery was. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I recovered 19 months and I was out. And it's like, there was some real hard days, you know, and I forget that, like how painful it was. And, you know, just recently, like within the last year and a half, I did a little bit of like my last bit, I feel like of self-healing, not that we're not always working on ourselves. I would have one or two nights a month and, and it wasn't often and it didn't last long of being there in the dark, in my bed, not being able to sleep and thinking, how is this rest of my life? Like, how, you know, what the heck? Like, why do I have no arms and legs? Like, I can't teach my kids how to, you know, do sports. I can't do a lot of things. Um, like, why is this what was picked for me? And then I went to a Adept Training Foundation, actually down in Texas, and my buddy David runs it, and I helped him with creating it. He's a good friend of mine and a wonderful guy, and he has these counselors, and they do a little bit more of the uh, the kumbaya stuff, and I don't like that. That's not me, right? <laughs> no, it's like, not talk feelings. Yeah. Uh, lost those with arms and legs. And <laughs> I went to this barbecue, and I was eating a bratwurst in the back, drinking a beer or whatever, be a real man. And they were talking about this. They were just talking about stuff, and this one guy goes, you know, I sit in my wheelchair, and if I'm not moving, I'll, I'll start crying. He's a very business-driven guy, and he's always doing something. He goes, but if I'm not doing something, I'll just I'll start to cry, and, and I can't stop. And the one counselor was like, you got to sit with that. And I was like, sitting in the back. I'm like, don't get involved. Remember, you're not here for that. Right. And then the guy's like, well, I, I, don't, I don't really want to. And then the guy's like, yeah, you just got to gotta sit with that so you can figure out what's happening. And I just got, I was like, all right, I'm done. Done with this damn, you know, prowlers. And I was like, hey, he doesn't have to do that. I said, because he's never going to get the answer he's looking for. And this counselor is like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, he sits there in that wheelchair and he cries because he wants to know why. He wants to know why this happened. And the truth is, no matter what answer he's going to get, it'll never be enough of an answer. And uh, I said, no matter what answer I ever get told for why I got blown up, I, I'll never accept it. Yep. And that was like, it was kind of freeing for me because I haven't thought about why this happened to me anymore. Because I, I learned to accept that it did happen. Like, it did happen, right? It happened to me. I lost my arms and legs. But I don't ask why it happened because I realized I'll never get an answer. That's going to like be like, oh, <laughs> that makes, right. now yeah, that yeah. I know, yep. like I can move on. You know, we're always evolving as humans and we're always finding stuff out about ourselves or about other people or finding things that inspire us. And I'm hoping that the American Heroes show will help people out there maybe yep. just find something that inspires them that they didn't even know that they were looking for the inspiration. And, um, you know, our people listening are just going to crush it for us. 
I agree. Our audience, Tim. Our, our, audience. our people of listening is is a great way of putting it, Travis. If you are <laughs> living in 14th century England, yes. which yes. we are not, but hear we can, the, hear hear the, the, hear the people of listening, people of listening, of all listening. I think that should become a thing through all but, the shires. Is it going to become a thing? I hope. <laughs> I hope so. I want T-shirts. People of listening. American Hero Show. Cool. I'm fired up. We're going to have a good time. We're going to yeah. have some amazing guests. And Tim, I think you and I just talking is enough, but let's bring some people on too. You know what's cool is that we, we talk often mm-hmm. and this time we get to record it. Yeah. And the best part is like you give me assignments all the time and uh-huh. I don't. And you don't do it. I don't. And I don't. then I yell and at you. And I then, procrastinate. And you know what I, I found the best way to get things done with you? Call Craig. Call Craig. Yeah. My father-in-law. Yeah. Or my wife. Yeah. Call Craig. It's, <laughs> that's just the thing. Like I, I care. I care. You care about what? I just, you know, I gotta use my nose for my phone. So it's such a pain. Yeah. So it's better to call Craig because he sets things up. But well, I I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be uh, honest to God. I crap on you all the time, but thank you. That's I think you are just because I love you, but I, I feel really fortunate to be hanging out with you and maybe interviewing some people that will inspire me and and maybe be part of something that's going to be cool for the world. Oh, absolutely. We're going to change yeah. the world. How do, how do people, you know, how are people going to listen to this thing? Well, people of listening are going to <laughs> be able to find it on all the platforms yeah. in the world yeah. that they listen on as people. and To podcasts. Yes. Or casts of pod, yeah, as well, you would put it. No, I wouldn't. That sounds No, that stupid. sounds weird. That's like. so dumb to it. I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, hey guys, I appreciate everybody. Um willing to take a chance on Tim and I to bring you guys yeah. fantastic content and behind the scenes. I'm not supposed to say it, but Mike, Renee and Alex yeah. are over there and they Dynamite give us, people. they give us yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down and we yeah. know if we're doing good or bad yeah. and the faces Renee makes. You, you forgot about the sideways yeah. thumb, the sideways you thumb. Know? I just forget about thumbs all together because I ain't got them, but thanks a lot for rubbing oh. in guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what uh, fingers he holding up now. Anyway, moving on. Either way, I hope you guys tune in. So we appreciate you guys being with us today. Uh, my name's Tim Eisenhart, and this here's my buddy, Travis Mills, my American hero. And uh, we hope you guys listen to the American Hero Show from here on out. And I hope you guys like and subscribe, and we'll see you on future episodes of the American Hero Show. That's right. But I won't really see you. We're just going to be there. Uh, yeah, you're not going to really see them because they're people of listening. People of listening. Mm-hmm. A big bunch of champions. <laughs> be part of the people listening crowd because that's what we're starting. <laughs> A new movement. See you then, people of listening. For more on how you can help our country's heroes, go to AmericanHeroShow.com.